Shots fired. Yo, what's up? This is Jeff Weiss. You're tuning to Shots Fired, a podcast about hip hop and Velvet Tuxedos. We're about to have on Rock Marciano, one of the best rappers out the last five years, man behind Marsburg. He has a new album out, Marcy Buku, coming out in September. Sitting here next to No Can Do. He's not drinking a Perrier, but it looks like he's drinking a Perrier, so I'm just going to say he's drinking a Perrier. It's a Tatney, and it's not even a sparkling water, it's just a mineral water, but I got it from the... Uh, <laughs> oh. My mistake. I got, I got it from the Sea Pan Chicken Place over by my studio, Cosmic Zoo in Atwater Village. Yeah. So supporting local businesses around my local business, you know. You are a paragon of virtue and dignity. I try. Yeah. In a Los Angeles ratchet hat. Yeah, you know, man. <laughs> I, I mean, this is also a small business, you know, yeah. a company. You're, uh, you're a man of balance. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really all about supporting young entrepreneurs in uh, the wake of the recession, man. I'm one of those. Yeah. So, like, you know, anybody that's trying to make a dollar, and they're trying to do it, you know, without like, you know, harming people, you know, fuck it, I'm with it. That is an attitude I can endorse. So, what's <laughs> new in your in your world? I got my Earthquaker uh, pedals a day a day after my show because uh-huh. I, I I came late. I was going to use them at my gig. At, Are you going to uh, make a rap rock album like Lil Wayne now? Oh fuck no, no. <laughs> no but, can do is rebirth. <laughs> nah, 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 dude. I, dude, I was. What's that I was trained to play Re- guitar, drums, and piano, and, and I'm not gonna do that whilst I rap. And uh, but I, one thing I will use those for. Bus driver back in the day used to use effect pedals, and I used to love it. You know that he he was just like able to control his vocals like you know hither and thither mm-hmm. without having to ask the sound man to like you know hey on this song you know with indie rap especially and like with these bars that we play you know it's like. The sound guy can give a fuck who you are or what you want, you know? He's got mm-hmm. his own band. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it it takes the power and puts it in your own hand. So I, I would like to be able to add distortion and all kind of stuff to my vocals. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, what else is going on, dude? Uh, if you the gas time killer last night, he had a uh, an accident. You can read about it in LA Weekly. It's a newspaper I occasionally write for. Since I'm in business, in stores now. For since free. I'm in business with him, I can't say anything no about comment. this accent. Yeah, he had yeah, a bad accident. scooter accident, but he's no. I don't know. I didn't know that. You did. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's going to be in all the papers by the time that this comes out. So. And even then, I will disavow then, knowledge. To even all. though I disavow knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was sad. But he's one of those people who it's interesting because it's like you can talk to him and like that guy could be like on his deathbed and he'd still have more energy than like me mm-hmm. i'm like i'm just like eh, yeah very he, tired he's hypersensitive and connected with this connected with uh, like the I, energy of uh yeah of like the earth you know that's you know, cody engineer he every time i come in i'm like man it's like how you doing i'm like i don't even know how i'm surviving <laughs> yeah yeah so neurotic and jewish so <laughs> jay-z's magna carta holy grail was reviewed yeah. By a Florida congressman on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And what, yeah. What's the review? Well, Republican. Like, first of all, why are these people like who who are letting Florida? First of all, why is Florida fucking saying anything at this point? Wait, 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 wait. Florida, Florida. You had cannibalism happen. Yeah. Recently, right? Yeah. You know, the you had the whole the Trayvon thing. What's wild is like it's like these like thirty five year old, thirty seven year old like or Marco. Or this guy, they're younger than Jay Z. This guy Che, yeah, he is younger <laughs> than Jay Z by by five six years. Uh, and his name is his Trey Riddell, and he's like a Republican congressman. And Marco Rubio's from Florida too, and he thinks he can talk about Tupac. And it's I like mean, yo, but, I mean, they can. They, they grew course, up on everyone the music. can talk about it, but uh, Tupac would have like it's just like he, talk about Tupac would have hit hit him up. 
Tupac would have fucking. Are you kidding? See, Dolores Tucker got it. No, I mean, no. See, this would have helped Tupac, and it's really like now he's dead, and you really can't. I mean, if you're slandering him, you know. No, he loves Tupac. Oh, he lo- okay. He was like you invoking Tupac, and it's like eh, if you listen to Tupac, you would hate everything you stand for. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, Tupac. I, I hate. I hate thinking about politics because you know sometimes there's political beliefs that are cool, but then the people who back them make them horrible. You know. Yeah. Like so. Uh, you know, but yeah. but whatever, man. Like, well, so what did this dude say about uh, Magna Carta? He Holy goes. He does um, he go in? No, he's like, like he's like, haven't been at, have been asked several times here about. And I like that he at tweets at Jay Z, like, like please retweet me, <laughs> like yeah. please give me money, um, because Jay Z is a Republican and, and <laughs> he just hasn't. Like I said, he doesn't know it yet. So yeah. he's like, oh, Martin Luther King DC. was a Republican, totally. Okay, at least this that's guy. What they, that, that's the rumor. But, no way. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. But the rumor. Well, the James rumor, Brown was a Republican. Like, dude, they, the, the Republicans like freed the slaves, right? Right? I mean, yeah, not that republic. I mean, like, I mean, but no, but I, 60s, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying, like, there there was a mass shift during the civil rights movement. Like, my grandmother on my mama, even mm-hmm. though she votes like Democrat, her belief system is Republican. You know, like, it's well, like, old people are just naturally conservative. Pull, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know? Yeah, but like, you know, type of person. But continue, continue. He's well, at least he admits it's unqualified, but he goes only. Only hashtag Jay Z at John Carter, <laughs> like just thirsty motherfucker, just thirsty mm-hmm. can pull off a hashtag hip hop ode to Kirk Cobain and REM at REM headquarters. This guy is the thirstiest. He just at tweeted at REM. <laughs> he goes, shout out to Michael Stipe, but fuck that dude. Yeah, he goes, How about that? He goes, not just an ode, but lyrical references. Pretty sick. Is, I'm, I'm gonna say what Danny Brown said. Danny Brown said a few interesting things about Jesus and Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and I agree with it. Yeah, Coming I from agree with almost everything Danny Brown lo, says. Lowen and 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 all this stuff. Like, and LP said some interesting things. These are the two sides of this story. Yeah. Um, these guys made records that sound like the records that like underground rap, like a certain type of underground indie rapper has been making forever, which includes Danny Brown, me, LP, Bus Driver. Like, this is the same yeah. kind of music, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're like LP says it really helps the genre. It helps the genre because it yeah, makes it makes everybody you know more open to it. And then Danny Brown, he was speaking from a more selfish, no, not selfish, but it was from personal things. It was like, I, not, he didn't even say that it was. He didn't even say that it was uh that that say this, but the tone was like yeah. they they basically fucking kind of swagger jacked our sound. And, yeah, I I, I and I now when Danny Brown releases his record, right. It's like, oh, this kind of sounds like back in the car to Holy Grail. Like, nah, this just sounds like fucking 30. Well, it's more Yeezus. I think more Yeezus. <laughs> or Yeezus, but, yeah. yeah. But Yeezus definitely within, uh, yeah. I mean, I, at the same time, like, I feel like, I, you know, I got, we were talking about it a little bit last week. But, I, you know, I've been listening to, like, uh, Sangonia and, and Aquemini lately and AT Aliens. Those guys never, like, the sound is, like their own like they made their own and kanye i feel like you could definitely and jay-z too for an extent and you know and like i said both those records have you know they're going to be the most two most talked about records of 2013 whether we like it or not we're talking yeah we're still talking shout about this shit for eight weeks in a row shout out to mac miller and j cole oh, can't forget God, about them i'm sure macklemore will drop some steaming pile of shit that everyone will fucking like but um <laughs> uh, i don't anyways, hate macklemore i'm not even because i'm not even done with this uh, so anyways anyways at hova at sc this fool is at tweeting every single time at him can pull can pull off references to the concord paris and rome and still sound real not at kanye west no one hashtag mchg then 
at SC, shuts it down in the last minute 30 of Picasso Baby, love it, and it at 30 where the beat drops out is pretty sick. Oceans with Frank Ocean, who I can't find a at Twitter for, exclamation mark, clever song name, huh, solid tune. This fool just goes on for every fucking song. You know, you, you know, you know this like this. Oh, this is great. Too. Sorry to interrupt you, no, but what? he goes, "Don't know who drops the hook with Jay Z at SC on nickels and dimes, but solid track, kind of dark." It's Ganja Sufi. Fuck you, Trey Riddell. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, is he Republican too? Of course. Yeah, of course. Apparently, Democrats can't talk about hip hop because they'll get like accused of. Nah, it's just because you know it's like they're too busy doing real shit. Like you know, I don't know about so, that. And they're, they're not. All, they're they're Democrats, but, but, but like, I was gonna say Republicans are are really like they have a real fight trying to relate to like relate to the rest of yeah, the country totally. because you know. But hey, speaking on some on some political shit, you know, uh, I think what's what's the governor from uh, Jersey, the chubby guy, the governor of Jersey. Uh, the, uh you know his name. <sighs> The, yes, I do. And he uh, was the guy that Obama, like, he gave support to Obama after the, you know, the, hur- the, hur- the hurricane, the hurricane yeah. hit. And then so our, our next, like, Democratic, like, our candidate is supposed to be Hillary, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, like, he's so much more likable. His name is Chris Christie. Chris Christie. He's yeah. so much more likable than, than Hillary, dude. It's, it's, it's kind of, I think we might have. I, I, I like Hillary. I don't know. I don't know. My, like, I'm, I've always been a Hillary Clinton fan. Really? Um. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? I, I, yeah, it's true. No, I. I <laughs> really? <laughs> like looking at me like I like women no can <laughs> I mean it's good I, 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 I like them but you know Hillary Hillary Clinton I mean I didn't know that like it's she, it's not that she's she, that she, it's not that she's not that likable I, yeah I feel kind of find her a bad bitch <laughs> I, I like, she's a solid girl I like that, with her I, man after she, she, I like that she gets shit done like she doesn't give a fuck like I feel like I relate to her oh I, I like you know because like I, I feel like everyone has met somebody that's just like she's kind of like the dame dash of like you know she's like an asshole but she you gets know shit what? done yeah okay if, now that you open my eyes to that possibility <laughs> of her personality then I'm with that you know yeah, she's like a dame dash of politics and and he's like the Jay-Z yeah. doing all sorts of illicit things and God knows <laughs> who's in more dirt, Bill Clinton or Jay Z. Yeah. It's a tough question. Yeah, yeah. Legitimately, I think probably Bill Clinton's doing more dirt now than Jay Z is for sure. Because beyond like the t- Beyonce is not letting that shit. No, not at all. You know? Bill Clinton has always done done a hell of dirt. Hey, um, the you know the Asiana flight that crashed. Yeah. When I, all right, so that crashed thirty minutes at the SFL airport. Mm-hmm. Thirty minutes after my flight took off coming to oh, LA, so well. I almost got got held up because of it. I mean, but <laughs> three people get killed. Three people died though. Like you know, but yeah. But uh, so point, yeah. re- recently, fucking like KTVU, like the news company, like aired the pilot's name as something Wong and mm-hmm. We Too Low. Yeah, like on live. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and they're about to get sued for for that that racist bullshit. And they're I'm, gonna get sued. I, yeah, Asiana Airlines is suing them, and they're so oh, yeah, yeah. So I think it's I think it's going down. I really feel like we've had I, I, every time like we have like an Asian. We've had, you know, Oliver, uh, what was uh, Oliver Wang. Oliver Wynn? Wang. Oliver Wang, and then we had uh, Dumbfounded on. I always want to ask the question, like, do you feel like, you know, like, I always ask the question, do you feel like Asian Americans are like, they, you know, they, like, they're, in terms of like the media, they kind of like, are is less defense or yeah they don't they're they aren't defended they, as much you know they aren't defended as much i think too yeah. uh yeah i mean i think they uh, i don't know i think like someone i think it might have been actually oliver wang but he made the point he's like that's why you he's like you know it's like when people say they want diversity in the workplace it's because of that it's not because everybody gets a trophy it's because like other people have like knowledge that like maybe this is a prank <laughs> like yeah. shit like that you know what i mean so shit doesn't slide and it's true like i mean even at like you know 
it's just always you know even like it's a problem with like a lot of like hip-hop websites i feel probably is like you know people say that like or like music websites you know when you have white guys covering hip-hop it's like even me like i mean i think i've paid my dues in terms of like covering the culture and the music but there's just shit you just don't get because you're just like yeah, you no, know, like if, I, if I have a, if I have a question, like before I'm insensitive, if I have a question about like another culture, like I have a question about like Guatemalans or like Jewish, I'm gonna call either SP or you. I'm like, I'm gonna be like, hey, I, <laughs> I don't know if I offended this person. I'm, I'm not gonna like that on the official Jew. Oh, Jews usually have a pretty good sense sense of humor, unless like someone who actually was funny on on Twitter today. They're like, they're like Earl had a line about like something about like like. Caskets or ashes in Auschwitz or something, and he's like, "How is that not a great line?" And it's not and not appalling because I guess one of my writers uh, wrote something that it was a great line and not appalling. I was like, "Yo, his last name is Orenstein." Fall back. (laughs) He's allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants because his last name is Orenstein, and everyone's family fucking was burned in the Holocaust. The end. True. So you, so you, you, you I mean like get the like you you get a car. It's like what like white people joking about slavery. That shit is never funny. Mm. That shit is never funny. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Earl was like a German rapper, yeah, then yeah. I would be like, "Yo, you might want to just hold that thought, young man." Um, it, but he he was obviously making reference to right, like to something. Well, his not- manager is Jewish. That's why everyone's manager is Jewish. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, see an anti-Semitic remark that I can make about Jews controlling the industry, but I can make it because I'm not. I am Jewish. I'm not most deaf calling out tall Israelis. Wait, what did most of do? You never heard that song where he calls out Lee Cohn for being a tall Israeli? A tall It's like Israeli? he raps over the takeover beat and then he calls, he goes, tall Israelis is running this rap shit. That's kind of anti-Semitic because it's really? like, uh, I mean, it's maybe not anti-Semitic because he's not saying tall Jews. Yeah. Who's tall Jews it would be, but he's being very specific, but you kind of know what he means. Is, is Lee Cohn a Israeli? He's Israeli. Okay. It's, like, just- it's a questionable comment. I mean, you know, was it was he like was it one of those things like does he know Lee or Cohn? Was he like saying he does not like Lee or Cohn. He doesn't like Lee or no, Cohn. No, it was not a positive thing. No, okay, it wasn't like the tall Israeli homie is running this rap. Well, team. and like you know, it's interesting how rap works because like that became like a thing. Like you know, like Byron Crawford would like refer to you know Ti's like that was tall Israelis. Like you know, he refers to Ti's running the industry, and like yeah. you know, it becomes a meme. So or not a meme, but it becomes a buzzword yeah so yeah. it's interesting how that works yeah. but yeah we should bring in rock marciano we have none other than rock marciano in here what's up bro what up what up what up how you feeling Chilling, i'm good yeah yeah, yeah. how's hey. late treating you and, you know la is like you know it's my second home so it's all you know it's beautiful right, more sure. important questions start off mm-hmm. how do you feel about ron artest signing with the knicks i mean i'm good <laughs> with it man he's a hard worker man you know what i'm saying bring some defense to the knicks man i'm I'm good with it, you know what I'm saying? His tweets. We need more moves, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not impressed, <laughs> but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, that's a step in a positive direction. He's also an all-first-team NBA tweeter. Hmm. Did you see his tweets about where he was, like, an amnesty? Like, he's like, I'm going to amnesty this pair of jeans. He was, like, all kinds of a grand nah, of things. Nah, I missed all of that. I, yeah. missed, I missed the Ron Artest tweeting. Yeah. I missed it, yeah. He's going to sell jerseys. Like, I'm, I like the bottom line. Definitely. You know, you're gonna I think Artest has Nick jersey any day. Hell yeah, yeah. I'm and they got to keep that. up with the Nets and, and uh, the evil evil Russian billionaire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why well, he's got to be an evil Jeez. Russian Yo, billionaire? Yo, he is an evil Russian Jeez. billionaire. Jeez. What's his name? Well, let me, I got to go because the homie was talking about him, like, uh, the Mick, other day. Mikhail. Look like Frankenstein, man. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he, uh, they signed uh, Kirilenko. And uh, like they gave him some kind of like backroom, I'll pay you in Russian rubles thing. Like, wow. Well, that's like the rumor. I mean, like because wow. they got him cheap, so it was. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's like everyone's saying, so like, like, you got to pay me my American they're, they're, fee. You got to pay my family back home for an- this one. Anti, it's it's after the fallout from Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Permanent wow. fallout from Rocky Four. Wow. Mikhail Prokhorov. Mikhail Prokhorov. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, just because of our our American uh, our American prejudice, when you, when you read a name like that, you think of like you know the villains in like movies that were happening in the eighties. You know, like you yeah, know Rocky Four ended the Cold War. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah. you've been what have you been working on lately? Um, just wrapping up um, Mossy Cool and you know just living, man. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mostly yeah. out here now still. Um, I've been in New York for the summer. I'm gonna be out there for the rest of the summer too. Yeah, I'll be back after summer. Marcy Buku is you and over over mostly other producers, right? Nah, it's, no, it's all, all my producing. Oh, really? yeah, it's a, oh, that's it's a compilation album that I'm producing fully. Yeah. Yeah. So who else you got on there? Like who else you got um, on the compilation? I got my man Kai. Okay. I got my I'm man Knowledge. That. Knowledge the pirate. He's on my album too. He's on. Okay. Uh, he's on, he's on Reloaded. Um. I got I got Guilty Simpson. I fuck with Guilty. I got um, Freeway, Philly Freezer. Um, got my man Quelly Chris. Oh my God! AG the second the time coroner. we heard, heard Quelly in the last couple, yeah. Yeah, Quelly. Quelly yeah, did Quelly's a sick ass Outsiders yeah. remix. No, this is the yeah. third time we had Quelly. Mm-hmm. You're mentioned on here. You should also if you're out yeah. like throw us in. They should pick up Night's Gambit, the new car record. It's really dope. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You uh you told I mean I, I remember reading an interview I think uh where Kyle was basically saying that you were the one that inspired him to make his own production right mm-hmm. how did that happen um you know he wanted me um to to produce for him you know what I'm saying and I was in the process of making my own music so I was like I, I don't want to give you the leftovers of what I'm doing mm-hmm. you could just do what I'm doing you know what I'm saying and like a real dude because yeah. like you know if somebody wanted to you know I being a rapper and being in those situations mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's just like you end up taking those scraps you know whereas like yeah. you know it's a real man's on some teach man exactly fish, they hear you know? your shit and then be like yo why my joints don't sound like this though you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i yeah. just you know just you know basically yeah like you said teach a man how to fish rather than give him a fish you know what i'm saying yeah for sure yeah. for sure man i'm uh i've been a fan of yours for a minute though like my oh. first uh, i remember the first first time i I heard uh, heard you do your thing was over like it was obviously a flip mode thing. It was on mm-hmm. on. Mine was uh, on the first time. I, I think the heist was mm-hmm. the first time I really remember that. We should play mm-hmm. the heist like for uh, yeah because yeah. he you know he's, he's with Ghostface, Raekwon, mm-hmm. Busta Rhymes. Okay, well, when, when was that? Uh, what year was that? Like uh, about two thousand maybe. About two thousand. Which, yeah, which one is the song where you spit that verse? Check what the bus Butler did. Cut his ass up. Something disgusting, kid. You know you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I, I remember. I mean, that you probably line, read a million verses. I remember, verses. That, <laughs> remember that shit. Say, I remember that line, but I don't remember what song that was on. I'm about to text my homie Terry. Yeah. About to find out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like about that. to play the heist. Well, yeah, it's 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 already been played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, this is Ghostface on Hip Hop Nation. Straight Hip Hop hits 24 seven. Hip Hop Nation. Black down, pillow head, thanks, Malibu, colorful shanks, that's the way we live. Stead now, the kid, go fuck it, pop straight hip hop, it's 
So, uh, also, are, what's up with the, uh, you were going to do an album with Alchemist, right? Yeah. Is it still happening? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to go back in with Al and finish it up. What do you think it is about, uh, do you think, I mean, he, he's kind of had like a, I mean, he was always making great beats, but it feels like mm-hmm. he's kind of having a renaissance over the last like two years too. Like, do you feel like that's, I mean, you, have you been going out of Santa Monica studio a lot and kind of chilling with that? Definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah. How, how's I'm it recording there? there? Like in, I mean, it's basically paradise, uh-huh. you know, like yeah, hip hop is, you know. It's rap camp. Ur- yeah. it's, it's urban music, but you're right by the beach though. I call it paradise, but you know what no, I'm saying? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, if you want to go out, like, you know, you can go down to Cha-Cha Chicken, have you like a little jerk chicken enchilada. Definitely. Go look at the, you know. <laughs> they don't deliver though, so that's not paradise. You got to get <laughs> Oh, oh paradise yeah. is delivered, yeah. You got to deliver that shit. You oh, it's ain't like move. Paradise, you ain't got to move. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. sit that's in just, a hammock. That sounds opulent There ain't right no there. hammocks there. there. Are there any hammocks in the studio? <laughs> ain't no hammock, yeah, no hammock. You know, you got to go get your food. The weed is good though. Weed is always good you know, <laughs> in LA, everywhere. What's yeah. the difference? Is there a big difference between the grades here and the grades back east? The what? The grades of weed here oh, and the grades uh, back east. I mean, yeah, I mean, because here it's more in abundance. But if you growing, you know, if you growing that that shit indoors, you got them dudes they out there growing it too, man. So you can get Kush and you know sour and all of that. It's just not as in abundance here. At the price point too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna you say the price saying? is but way different. Got, huh? Yeah, you got you got fire out there too. And the and the prices. But yeah, you know, if it's grown indoors, you know, people just grow it indoors too. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, for sure. So I know I asked you this before we, we, we spoke, but you know, for people listening, how did you end up like uh kind of curious about when you first like about Hempstead because I feel like Hempstead mm-hmm. no one had really ever like rep Hempstead New York mm-hmm. until you started doing it so I was, I was going to start a maybe we could start talking about like Terrace Avenue the environment mm-hmm. you kind of grew up in okay um, you know Granddaddy IU is also from that's Hempstead. true that's true yeah, yeah. Um, well growing up on Terrace was just like oh you know I guess it was just like any other projects man like you know good music coming out the speakers back in them in them times you know what I'm saying you know, just like everybody else's hood around that time, you know, crack hit the scene and shit went haywire because it used to be beautiful. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Long Island is suburb, you know, yeah. it's a suburb. And a lot of people on Terrace Avenue, you know, that that particular projects, which is a whole strip of nothing but buildings, just projects. And, um, and everybody came there because it was, um, you know, it was cheap living, you know what I'm saying, to also live on Long Island. So a lot of people from all over the boroughs and different people came to, you know, came to Terrace actually to live and, you know, get nice spots in, you know, in the suburbs, supposedly. Yeah. Then crack came and, you know, just shook the whole block upside down, man. And, you know, I, it just turned into If I had a time machine, wild place. I'd imagine, you know, <laughs> like before something goes down, right, you know, that, that, that electricity that, that mm-hmm. happens in the air before something like really good or bad happens, but mm-hmm. something really... Factual, like if I had a time machine and I had like three three different dates to go to, you know, one mm. of them would be like the day before crack hit, mm. you know, and like the day, the <laughs> day before crack hit, though, you know, mm. like to see the, you know, uh, you know the because I, I was I was way young, I was born in '83, you know, mm. to see the, uh, you know, the outlook that people had that that mm. the black community had on life at the time, and mm. I, I, how are you around like before before you noticed that that shit was hitting, you know, and what was what was mm. it like, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I was like around maybe hmm, 13, 14, yeah, somewhere so like that. Eyes open, yeah. yeah. About 13, 14, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Witnessing it firsthand. Dudes used to be fresh one minute. Next thing you know, they at your door, you know, trying to pawn their jewelry. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All so, that fresh shit that they had on. Yeah, exactly. Just fiend out at, at your door knocking with a television. You know, asking you, you know, yo, I'm trying to get this off. I'm trying, you know, mm-hmm. got some money. I want, I want to sell this. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seeing a lot of strong dudes turn into pencils. Yeah. You uh, you know, since it's happened in the past, I get in trouble for my sense of humor. Recently got in trouble for my sense of humor. <laughs> but, uh, fucking, you know, you ever play San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto? Uh, I don't play them. I watch other you people watch play. Yeah, right, I watch other people play. It's got a lot of, like, you know, that whole Grand Theft Auto thing was just mm-hmm. funny, but there's this one character that's played by Big Boy, mm-hmm. like uh, Big Boy from Power 106. And, it's, like, you know, like, the whole premise of the story is, like, this dude went to jail and he comes back to L.A. and he's trying to get his life together, but the city just kind of eats him alive, you know? Yeah. And so he gets back and he goes to see one of his OGs, and he's like, hey, my OG, he's solid, man. He was a G. He was running the hood. Woo-de-woo. And he gets back and he's, like, real thin and, you know, you know, CJ's like, hey, hey, what happened to you? And then he, his only answer is like, hey, man, everybody likes to party. Like, that's his, <laughs> that's his answer. I just thought it was like the coldest, like, look on, like, pop culture on what crack did, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Washed him right on up. Yeah. <laughs> so where are there a lot of people, uh, like, re- how did you start recording music? When did you start, like, going from just, you know, rapping to, you know, making songs? Um, hmm. I think around, uh, probably was like around... Around 15, I think when I got around 15 years old, mm. I started um, hooking up with my man Kerwin. Kerwin was sleek, young, and um, he used to let us come to the studio, you know what I'm saying, and let us record records, and that's how we learned how to make records. What were you listening to at the time? Mm, EPMD, Public Enemy, Rakim, mm. Ultra Magnetic, KRS One, you know, all that Juice Crew shit, you know, De La Soul. You know, all of that. Yeah. Was there a sense of like pride for like someone like Dayla or like Public Enemy because they were also from Long Island? Definitely. EPMD you know too. Yeah. I mean, that's what hip hop's about. It's yeah. about like repping, repping your shit. You know, repping your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely. You know, coming from Long Island, I was definitely. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how the di- diversity of sound because you think of like EPMD, De La Soul, Public Enemy, like mm-hmm. three completely different styles. Like from, I mm-hmm. mean, for what, like probably ten mile radius or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Was there uh, in Long Island? Was there a general meeting hub like for a rap? Like in in L.A., like you know, kids would go to Project Blow. Kids were now for the beat scene to go to Low End Theory. Mm-hmm. Is there a general meeting hub like a you know a, in Long a club or open mic or something like that in Long, in Long Island? Island? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that you and maybe other dudes were part of, or was it just like this studio culture? No, nah, I think I think it was more or less like it was either in the streets or studio culture. Oh, so it was in saying? the streets, though. Yeah, it was more in the streets. People getting together, rapping and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying in the street and um, to the studios, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, but I don't remember any like clubs that really stick out right now. You know what I'm saying, and I'm sure there was some. But, you know, I wasn't clubbing back then, so I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you end up hooking up with Busta? Um, I, went to, I went to school with Busta's um, younger brother. And, um, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, word just got around, uh, you know, of me rhyming. And, you know what I'm saying? You know, eventually, you know, it got back to Busta, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's how it went. Do you remember the first time so, you met Busta? The first time? Hmm. It's the first time I met Busta. Um... The first time I met Buster, actually, I'm, you know, it was more or less on the phone. Mm-hmm. I think somebody was like, yo, you know, yo, um, you know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, you want to speak to me or whatever the case may be. And somebody, you know what I'm saying, put me on the phone with him or something like that. But as far as like meeting him, yeah, actually, I do remember meeting him. He came through my man Doc's crib. 
and I was my partner at the time. We was both uh, rhyming together, and he had came through the crib. Yeah, he was pushing like a little truck at the time, like a, like a like a brand new Forerunner, something like that. And he pulled up, came through, and you know, introduced himself, and we just kept kicking it from there. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buster's one of the all-time greatest interviews too. Oh, really? I talked to him. I interviewed him once on the phone, like an hour, fifteen minutes, and like it was like he could just go. I mean, he he talks like he raps, you know, like yeah. <laughs> like dense, but like very like lucid. Yeah, rap is slang for talk. Shout out to Buster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, gee. I I find it funny how like there's like like creativity comes in pockets. It's very rare that mm-hmm. like there just be one dude that just pops out of somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I was talking to this older lady about like Oakland with digital underground and Pac and all that back in the day, you know. And she was just like, "Nah, Oakland was just popping. There's a lot of creative cats, and uh, it just spiraled." Yes, you know, it's probably people in the area they feeding off of each other. You know what I'm saying? That's why you probably have one ill dude come out of that mm-hmm. that neighborhood. But there's also other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like I guess Queensbridge. You know, it wasn't just Nas. It was you know, it was Cormega. It was a couple of other cats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they all in that circle, probably feeding off each other. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel uh, like a? Was there a sense <coughs> of competition at the time? Like, because obviously in the late, you know, when there was, you know, the the Juice Crew, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, the Bronx kind of mm-hmm. Queens battling and everything. Did you feel like like there was a sense of competition with other boroughs or mm-hmm. you know other parts of New York? Um. Yeah, it's definitely. You know, in those days, it was. You know, it was just competitive, like it is now. I don't think it's really changed. You know, dudes want to top the hottest record. Yeah. Who got the hottest record? You know what I'm saying? If you know, Karis one out. You know, got my my philosophy out. Dudes want to go to the lab and top that. You know what I'm saying? Or so I think that's just period. Don't matter where you from, even in your own neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And whoever got the hottest joint, you want to top that. What's so like? I want to say, you think New York's on that now? I feel like New York is definitely on on, on their renaissance. The young dudes, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, OGs like yourself, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody's really, really like. Uh, I feel like they're flexing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you think that same like borough-minded thing has happened, or like because with LA, I want to say, you know, for for a minute after like the chronic two thousand, like. L.A. was just L.A., mm-hmm. you know? There was, you know, we, even Compton, which is a whole other city, is L.A. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we, 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 we sucked it all in, and everything, you know, is, is just a part of the overall thing. Is, is New York on that now, or is it still that whole, like, you know, like, this is what these dudes over here are doing, that's what those dudes over there do, or, or I don't know. Um, I mean, I think, you know, now that, you know, New York has been out of the forefront, you got more boroughs and... You know, dudes are messing with each other more now than mm-hmm. you know than than before. You got Queens cats rocking with Brooklyn dudes, Brooklyn dudes rocking with Long Island cat. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think it's just it, it's it's changed for the better though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, think, I think everybody's messing with each other a little bit more now than they ever would have in the past. But everybody's still proud of their boroughs, man. Like when dudes like you know New York, they don't say I'm from New York. They say, Yo, I'm from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, yeah. Yo, where you from? I'm from Queens. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna always be that pride. Yeah. There. I didn't like the French Montana record, and I don't think I'm ever welcome in the Bronx again. Why? Because <laughs> I didn't write nice things about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't. I don't know. With the album? Yeah, I wasn't oh. feeling the album. But um, what do you feel about Frenchie and that the album, the the, uh, the success and the you know? I haven't heard the uh, French Montana's album. You know what I'm saying? But I know French, you know, from from you know Coke Wave with Max B. So yeah, I'm a Max B fan. Yeah, yeah so was, you know what I mean. Like you know, French good. In, French good in my book. Like 
He done got plenty, you know, French in my car now. I can't front, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's on the mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The older stuff with Max, you know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know, French got money on me. Do you feel like it's, uh, I mean, it seems like that's, uh, that, I, I think that might be the, the, one of the more frustrating things with rap right now is you, you become <coughs> a fan of an artist. A lot of the time they get signed to a major label and they put out a record and it's usually, like, not as good as the mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like. When you approach a mixtape, it's always a no rule situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. Ah oh, man, it's no I pressure. Feel, yeah, yeah, no pressure, and so you can do what you want. Like the, my analogy is like when you think you the album is like when you think you got a good girl, you got to treat her right, but then you make it you be, have a boring still relationship when really you should just be you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's, well, I feel like cool. rappers often need to kind of hit quadrants. Like you need to have this type of song, this type of song, this type of song. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like. Uh, now, we talked earlier about kind of like how one of the things that always amazes me about your music is like even when you're in LA, like it could be like, you know, sunny and 90 mm-hmm. degrees. It has that, you feel like you're freezing in New York in the snow and like mm-hmm. there's like broken bottles and mm-hmm. like someone stabbing <laughs> someone with, you know, or like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just, you know, prostitutes walking down the strip. Like it's, cra- it's yeah. a crazy kind of. It's almost like you record your records like on Figueroa. Mm-hmm. Well, Figueroa <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, but nah, um, you know. Nah, that's I just my fabric. Nah, it's just yeah. my fabric, man. That's what I'm. You either are it or you not. So if it, if that's what you are, you know, then my clothes right there, man. I gotta wear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, yeah. let's talk about fucking what happened this weekend. We we just we recorded two in this week, mm-hmm. you know. But so the first episode was half about like the Trayvon. We don't know mm-hmm. when this episode is gonna air. Probably by the way. next week. Yeah. Probably next week. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the the whole Trayvon Martin uh, Zimmerman. Uh, the Zimmerman verdict or whatnot. Mm-hmm. How'd you react when that shit happened? Like when the verdict was released, and like where were you? Because I know exactly where I was when I got the news. How'd you get the news? I was chilling. I was at I was at the crib, and um, I guess when I got to know, I wasn't shocked, man. You I shocked? just already know what this is, man. Like ah. this is America, baby. Like this, you know. I, when has there ever been justice for a black man? So yeah, yeah, yeah. or a black family. So I mean, I wasn't surprised, man. And, I was kind of numb in the beginning because it just didn't hit me yet. Like, what's new? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing new. My cousin doing a bit for manslaughter mm-hmm. in a different situation where he was fighting for his life, getting jumped by two people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, they could have pulverized him, you know what I'm saying, to but their liking. You know what I'm himself. saying? He defended himself, you know, and, you know, he's doing 10. Mm-hmm. So I thought for sure, he, you know, this dude would be getting, you know, getting a manslaughter bit at the least so you know when i woke up the next day then i I was like pissed off like they ain't fixed that shit like i woke up like that shit real like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, shit yeah. really riding he home like yeah, chilling he, he get some pussy a, tonight like they gave him that's he'll probably never get pussy again off. though like he pissed, you know like after you know, he probably could fuck some white supremacist bitch you know <laughs> i mean i'm just saying that, like you know with the pressure of like no nah, man you could the fo- that fox and some of the fox and shit they it's some ugly shit with being the most hated dude in the world and that sort of pressure like i'm pretty sure you have erectile dysfunction that's i'm just i'm just saying like <laughs> like at, at any time a nigga could kill me right now Yo. Like you know, like I, you know, my, crazy. my dick wouldn't work. That's <laughs> crazy. If you're a famous killer, like they get like letters in jail from like cra- like yeah, yeah. There's crazy bitches who will actually fuck these weirdos. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's the beauty in women. Mm-hmm. No matter how disgusting you are, there's some women there's... out there who will fuck you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. I just want to change this part of the episode to Rock's <laughs> tips on pimping. <laughs> you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, man. Like, 
I don't know, man. Like, I see see your reaction. Your reaction was like, "Hey, man, I didn't expect nothing else." I talked to my cousin. He's, I was with him on uh, it was, it was Thursday night, and you know he's been he was locked up for ten years. He just got out, you know, uh, like uh, late June. And my other uh, homie, who I had as a guest on here, is locked up for six years. You know, dudes that have dealt with the system, people that have been in court, and they know the quick business that it is. They're nobody surprised. And I feel like the general reaction from like black, maybe not black women, but black the black male community mm-hmm. is like you know the reaction like when like of I, not, maybe it's apathy. It's just like I really just don't give a fuck anymore. It's like mm-hmm. giving America the silent treatment and telling it to do you, mm-hmm. you know. And that's kind of, that's way scarier. That's way scarier than mm-hmm. a violent reaction, you know, to uh-huh. me. Like, I thought it was really interesting too. Like, where our culture is at, where like I thought it was cool, like everyone like was protesting kind of peacefully. Whereas I feel like if it was maybe twenty years ago, there would have been, you know, probably would have been like I heard they was rioting out here. Like, I think nah, that, was, that, that wasn't was, that wasn't real rioting. That, that was another interesting. That was a protest in in that was a protest on Crenshaw and Lamert, and it was there's in that whole area. There's like like the jungles is like bloods, and the over mm. here is cribs, and like you know mm. the protest brought out too many people that don't usually mix mm, okay. so that you know a fight that broke out between oh, okay. some hoods. it's interesting the way the media covers that as a riot when like if you look at the pictures and you, you read most of the reports that go beyond it, it was like a peaceful demonstration if it was a riot this is it would have been burnt fuck yeah down. and yeah i think south central has I learned think people not don't remember what the riot down its like, own business yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it was like the whole city was just... If there was rioting, we would have had to get on down there, man. <laughs> we had to get on down there. It would have been tanks in the streets and all that. And I think L.A. just learned to not to not do that. And I think most... most I'm telling you, I, I just don't... I think people don't give a fuck. And like, you kind of lost faith mm-hmm. in the justice system. Like, it's it's that... That's more sad. Like, totally lost faith to where, you know... Even the it's, I, I see more apathy than I, than I see, like, you know, incense in the heart. You know, like, mm-hmm. I... There you go, so... Yeah. No, they were saying. Do you see that the the juror like basically said that they they thought he was guilty of manslaughter, but they thought he was a nice guy. They said that. Are they, you like, paraphrasing? Like, no, that's that was like it was the, that was the quote like that was going around. Like I, think, I think I didn't watch. They it, must have because found dude, six chubby. bitches that like this motherfucker for some strange reason. Like, hey, do you like chubby dudes? That's ridiculous. Do you like chubby dudes? That was a question. He you. wasn't even chubby though. He put on the weight during the uh, stressing during the trial. You know stressing. what I'm saying? Like yeah, during the things he started out looking like a, a you know he looked like a skinny skinhead. Yeah. Then he just put on that weight. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's uh. I mean, do you feel like, does any of this stuff, like, ever kind of alter, like, are you, like, because I feel like your music is very, like, story-based, and, like, do, do you ever, like, write, you ever think about, like, writing about, like, I, I'm sure you do write about current stuff, you know, mm-hmm. is that, how does, like, all the, all the events filter into your writing process? Um, I just let it come. It comes natural. I don't, I'm not I'm not a political rapper, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to even be, you know, in, in, in the studio working on no political music. You know what I'm saying? I just put my feelings down. That's about it. Yeah. Do you have like a writing process that usually just a good beat, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that that fuels the writing process right there. Yeah. You and you had some Q-tip <clears throat> beats on the last hour. How did you and Q Q-tip get together? Um I had one Q-tip beat. Um I knew Tip for a while, you know what I'm saying? I knew Tip since the days when I first met Buster. Um mm-hmm. you know, it was just time. It was just, you know, we knew each other long enough been in plenty of studio sessions together we've been planning on working together so i was like you know i'm working on this next project you gotta get on it and just like that no problem another one of uh most interesting facts of uh rock's career is that he was signed carson daly signed him mm-hmm. after 
Yeah, because Carson Daly has his ear to the streets. Mm-hmm. He yeah, always has had like he'll find like a he'll be interviewing some like like old toothless country artists mm-hmm. or like some like thirteen year old like uh, like Swedish pop art. Like, I don't know what like how mm-hmm. how did he find you, bro? I mean, that, that, his friend is um, John Rifkin, which is Steve Rifkin's oh, yeah. brother. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you know uh, Carson Daly discovered us. He just was doing business. He's got good with, people with him. Yeah, he was doing business with um, with uh, John Rifkin at the time, and my man Matt and uh, Matty C and Scott Free. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we were all doing our thing like a team, and you know, he just so, uh, so happened to be around it and, and catch a whiff of what was going on. And you know, shout out to Carson, man. He's a real dude too. He's a good, good, good guy, man. You work with the, obviously with, that was for the UN group, and so you work with P Rock yeah. at the time too. What, what did you learn from Pete Rock, and how did you kind of affect your own production? I mean, I learned I could do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From being around Pete, you know what I'm saying? Like digging through records and stuff, because you know, you know, Pete has everything. But when I'm pulling out stuff, and he's like, "Yo, what's that?" So I'm like, you know what? I think I might be alright. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, you know, it gave me more confidence, and you know. Pete's just, you know, Pete could do it all, man. So you're going to learn a little bit of everything from Pete, from records to dig, where to dig, you know, how to chop, you know, chop up and, you know, things like that. You'll pick up little tricks, you know, messing with Pete. Yeah. Uh, let's go to commercial break real quick. Cool. We've got Earthquaker Devices sponsoring our show again today. Earthquaker Devices makes awesome guitar pedals with a stunning vintage character and modern sound. They make all their pedals by hand so they can maintain their standard of excellent build quality and unmatched tonal possibilities. Ordering from Earthquaker Devices means you're supporting a great small company and it means you're guaranteed a quality one of a kind product. That's what America's about, baby. For real, you guys, this is the only place you need to look if you're looking for a new guitar pedal. They've got an awesome pedal called the Hoof Fuzz. This is a pedal that made a name for Earthquaker Devices when it took off in 2007. It's a germanium silicone hybrid fuzz based on old. I'm gonna start from based on, based on the old green Russian muff with a tighter, cleaner sound than most muffs. They've got a lot of other models available, so check them out at www.earthquakerdevices.com. Thanks to Earthquaker Devices for sponsoring this show. Shots fired! Pow! Shots fired! We're back. This is shots fired. No can do. We got Jeff Weiss, Rock Marciano, and our newest guest. RML. What up, brother? How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Shep, So That's a nice big polo. Thank you. Polo sir. man you got right there. Thank you. Yeah. Taking lessons from Rock. Let the horses out. Let the horses out. Hey, y'all New York cats get serious about the, that polo life, bro. Were you ever in a, that polo? Like a... Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, low that life, was low life. It was the yeah, low life era. Say, it's yeah, like I've asking if I ever had a pair of chucks. You know, polo's been around. Like, yeah. I don't know. Y'all say it like y'all don't have no polo. Everything. I got polo, bro. Polo. Like, I got polo, but I'm just like, saying, like, y'all about that polo. polo. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, polo's classic, man. It's uh, a good way to buy clothes and not waste your money. Real. You know what I'm saying? If you buy some, if you know, if you buy the trendy shit, you're gonna be looking like you got last year's sweat on. You know what I'm saying? Not the this no clothing line, but that's how dudes look at that. Like, oh yeah, that's that Sean John from last winter. Yeah, yeah, it goes, goes out real quick. Yeah, it's, it's like, I got you know, pairs of Dickies shorts that like, for one, kids are wearing Dickies shorts right now. Like that whole, mm-hmm. you know, Vans, Chucks, that whole, like, that's, I guess, LA's version of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it, it makes sense now that no, you explain I, it. I never had an East Coast cat. I was watching the Source like Awards like from 95. Yeah. Yo, and you can, <laughs> there's nothing more dated than the fashion 
fashion at the 95 Source Awards. Yeah. You know, because you look and you're like, it's just like all Powder like blues. Carl Kanai and like, like Frank. Carl Kanai was hard, though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, La- La- Maurice Malone. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, wow. Mecca. Wow. Were, were you, Mecca. Were you, uh, do you remember the 95 Source Awards? Were you watching that on TV when that happened? Or were you like. I you know remember? I didn't miss no Source Awards. So <laughs> I don't remember exactly which one that was. That was the one where Puffy. I know uh, I saw it. Where, where Suge Knight. Yeah, kind of came out. Well, like at that time, like what New York was don't love Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like waving a bat yeah, or something too, was. and it yeah. was crazy. Wow. Shug's wilding, always wilding. Yeah, what were you thinking when you you were you know we were probably a teenager when mm-hmm. all that was happening? Like, what were you thinking, like in New York, you know, kid, like oh, when Snoop, uh, when all was, that beef was happening? Yeah, I was just a big fan, man. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, what I'm saying, like even when he came, you know, I them doing. Them. I mean, even though when you know when he said that, you know, of course you're gonna feel like yeah. Oh man, that's not good. They're gonna take his head. That, yeah. You know, that's what you're yeah. thinking. Like, that's yeah. not gonna end good. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know. What I'm I like saying? that Capone and Noriega track where they did the oh, LA, yeah. LA, LA, LA. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that in DC like nonstop, man. Yeah. Are you from DC originally? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's where the labels from, right outside of DC in Virginia. Yeah. I, I, I love Snoop and the Death Row mu- movement, Doggy Style, and. Mm. And the chronic, mm. that's always mm-hmm. in the car. Like, I was just playing doggy style all the day, so. He was right. Like, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah you I don't love it? Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah, we love you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, don't, don't get crazy, though. You know we what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, but hey, hey, Suge brought that gangbang <laughs> mentality to, to, yeah. to, 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 like, on the grand scale. Mm-hmm. So, like, with, like, in LA gangbanger, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's say you live in a neighborhood, right? Uh-huh. But you're not in this gang. Mm-hmm. The dude, dude that's from this other gang is like, fuck that whole hood, mm-hmm. like fuck it in indefinitely, like mm-hmm. oh like like you know that that Kendrick Lamar skit, like hey, where you from? Uh, I'm not from nowhere. Well, how about this? You tell me where your grandmama stay, where your mama stay, where you where you spend time in the summer, like uh-huh. just go goes down. And I feel like Suge Knight came came at it with that mentality, mm-hmm. like like fuck you all if you don't like us or if one of you speaks up and doesn't mm-hmm. like us and I think that shit didn't really play out well on a national scale it wasn't but it wasn't it wasn't directed at, at New York or the East Coast it was really about Bad Boy and yeah. them like yeah. it mm-hmm. was about that beef with them you know what I'm saying so it hurt when it Tupac started saying West Side though well, even that like even, side, even really? when Snoop oh, said it, at the gee, show. come on! I mean, I'm from yeah. the East Coast. Mm. You all of a sudden, that's like taking the best player from the Yankees, and now he's on the Dodgers. It's like, and then he's screaming Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it weird. He called heart, himself bro. MC New York. Yeah, that was I mean, that's his name back in the day. Yeah, yeah MC New York. Because he was in ba- because it's Baltimore. Because he was in Baltimore. Pac, Pac claimed, yeah, yes, Pac, sir. Pac loved the West. That's without a he doubt. Yeah. But Pac always claimed he was from New York. That's why I like how Biggie handled it. You know, I love you know. I love the West. And the outlaws. There's not one West Coast dude that's an outlaw. They're all from New Jersey, right? Yeah, they all East Coast dudes. Mm -hmm. And one died. Stretch was from New York. He was like the head of that. Amir used to work with Napoleon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, well, you know, on the, the second- outlaws is all East Coast dudes, so you know him, him, him loving the West Coast. I love it out here. You it's know nice, what yeah, but, it, but I don't it's remember nice. saying like dudes Pac now at home. They call New me York. like a West Coast dude now. Like yeah, yeah, I be back, in, I be back in New York. I be complaining like man, I love, I, I love LA, man. You know what I'm saying? I when like you're a teenager, it hurt your heart though, because you, you, know? you were you, you were you bought into that from. brand, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bought in that Tupac brand. When you when you from it, you just from it. Like it's like. 
you gotta be from New York to say, mm. you know, <laughs> you know, fuck New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. It's like somebody being from LA, like, ah, fuck LA. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or whatever the case may be. It's like you can talk shit about your yeah, your you family, talk but your if somebody talks shit. shit about your yeah, family, you already got to catch that fate. Yeah. yeah, it is what <laughs> it is. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, man. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it it was weird for me. Like I my uh, I was like you know big into like red man. I was big mm. into like you know a, a lot of like East Coast records at the time. And I wasn't a Tupac fan, you know, but I was just like, even as a kid, I was just mm, like, man, up here keeping it a hundred, huh? You <laughs> was a Tupac fan? Nah, not really. I mean, because wow. I was, I was into like Be Legit and E Forty and other things that, mm-hmm. like, now that I know, like, I was into music that just had a different vibe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about like, in terms of my lyricism that I like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, it really wasn't about you know that that upfront stuff. It was more about that story, mm-hmm. that story that was happening with, with what they were doing, more simple shit. Mm-hmm. But. uh but yeah, like I didn't get like, oh, you're gonna wage war with the, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you, like, like it just, it just doesn't that make any Pac, sense. Man. You know, Pac was out there all or nothing, yeah. G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The craziest quote yeah. was when Biggie was like, yeah, when he saw him at the end of his life, and he was like, he's just Bishop. Mm. Oh know? yeah, mm. like because he was like he just became Bishop. Burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like that was the interesting thing about him. I, I mean, then like you know, there, then he went to jail, and obviously, I feel like that was probably mm. the turning point. Cause, Not to mention, we talking about very young men. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talking mm. about real talented dudes, people, too. Artists, at, at the man. Time, man. You know, these artists dudes, trying to cope with these their dudes success. They didn't even live to be 25. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Wow, 25. Yeah, they died at 20, mm. I think 23. You know dumb things I did, like up to 25. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, that's what's crazy about listening to a lot of the rap from the 90s, too. You know, like like Outcasts on their first album, Southern Playlistic, they were 18 years old. Yeah. You don't even think Nas was, what, 17 when he wrote Most Dilematic? Yeah. 18? You know? Yeah. I Search. Really think what I would have been, like, running around at 22 with all that money and. Stuff you, you and know, access, you know, wild nut. Yeah, think yeah. about all my friends I was hanging with back then. Man, that would have been a disaster. You might have ended up with a thug life tattoo on your stomach. <laughs> might have been ended up with a <laughs> with a grave plot right next to him yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you're young and running around with that kind of money and influence, and all your crazy friends who are willing to do anything. Mm. Yeah, you know, not even willing to do anything. That well, energy, that young energy, is a, is a, is mm-hmm. is something. The turn up is real, as they say. You yeah. know. Well, then right. you have Suge Knight, and you. I mean, like the crazy thing about Suge Knight, like, he's like a, apocalypse from the fucking Death Row. I mean, yeah, they had, I agree like, with that. He is apocalypse. <laughs> he's like apocalypse. He's just like he's like you know. I'm I'm all about survival of the fittest. Yeah, like, but they had the cops. They had the whole cops on the did. payroll. The, the pyro. Yeah. <laughs> they, all well, the cops were like yeah. All the cops were a few cops were on the payroll. Like the whole Rampart division is like was was on the payroll. They broke it down real nice in that Nick. Broomfield documentary, Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what they said. Well, I don't know the mother. I know about the Rampart cops, but I don't know what what actually happened. Like, wow. With, with, with Suge and them, it was bad. G. They had everybody on payrolls. Yeah. They had everybody mapped out so that you know, especially for Big, they really rolled out the evidence for Big. Yeah. Like he had everybody you know ready to go, lined up, and then you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, so now uh, to change topics, you know, obviously you're you've been doing A and R for Man Bites Dog right now, mm-hmm. and uh, how did that kind of ha- happen? And and mm-hmm. like, how does kind of it, how is it different? You know, being an artist versus being an A and R. I mean, A and R and an owner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm also vice president mm-hmm. of the label, but not um, only a client. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's fun, man. I feel like I was doing that naturally. You know what I'm saying? Even you know, from the talent that I choose to put on my albums. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like people didn't know Kai was. No, that was, I mean the first now. time I oh, heard so you him, put people up on the on the Kai, huh? Mm-hmm. You put that's like you you anybody you, you you know a lot of people didn't hear him before. Oh yeah, my album they heard him on Jizz's project. Uh, yeah, he was on, you know what I'm saying you made the beat and on that. I right? did the beat on it at, and you know what I'm saying on that track. Mm-hmm. Far out, you know. 
Brownsville And it's style, I rep for you, Brooklyn I rep every block I ever lived on Hull Street Lafayette, Decatur Street It's got life rest in a 45 Aim for the head, chest fortified Sons look for revenge, out of stress, daughters cry Gotta do it here, can't afford to try Thought the gutter ended in a veil, then I saw the sky they get wet daily, it's alive, nigga, water rides Slow and steady, win the race, step aside, let the tortoise buy It's the hundred man, street value, hundred grand Instinct, nothing planned, written shit you couldn't understand King heck and Dewan, I'm reppin' a lifeless weapon of crisis Run out, I'm steppin' in, checkin' for secondary devices Live in the real world, fuck Get love from a real girl Raise my sister amongst the slime and the crime Now she a ill pearl You never seen nothing like me I'm for those who get it on nightly you need a boost of strength, put it on, recite me I tour with toasters, drama's always close Feeling the ways, kill the praise, applaud my folks Hell yeah, all the It's so, it's so many What's the name of the dude that was on the Larry David show that walked in? Jeff Garland Jeff yeah, Garland watched every enthusiasm mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah He has his own show on this network on here. And he, uh yeah. So then you were you were saying basically. So how did you end up linking up with Jizz in the first place? We um, Dreddy Dreddy um, Dreddy, Kruger. Dreddy Kruger was doing the. Dreddy Kruger was um, you know, A and R in the project and working with Jizz at the time. So you told you know, obviously you told Jizz like yo I'm gonna go get some beats from Rock. And, um, yeah, you were doing the stuff for Natural Sounds, right? Mm -hmm. To think differently. Nature Sounds. Nature Sounds. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's what Dread Dreddy was doing. So you know, he ended up you know plugging us. Plugging us together, so I ended up doing a doing a verse on that album and a beat that you know, Kai murdered and yeah. You know. Now I remember my friend uh, Barry Schwartz. Uh, shout out to this Disco Vietnam was like he yeah. hit me up and he was like, "Yo, this this dude is this is incredible." He, he listened the whole record? album. He's like, I, he was like, "I'm not really." He wasn't. No, it was the Jizza record. The, the Jizza first record. one. He's like, "I'm not really feeling the whole record, but I'm feeling the song Fireworks. Beats incredible. Firehouse. Firehouse. Yeah, my yeah. bad. That's my, I'm gonna get confused. You got it with Katy Perry, which is amazing. No, no, Fireworks because that's uh, T Fly. Who's our guest? And it's also Drake, but you know the Katy Drake. Perry song is the Firehouse. Best, best yeah, well, Kyle was a fireman and was uh, in. Uh, 9-11 he was one of the early responders holy moly yeah it's a crazy it's an amazing story mm -hmm. yeah but he's 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 an he is an amazing person because he doesn't even want he doesn't even like to talk about it yeah because you know because I mean, it really happened to him because it really happened yeah yeah um what's up were you in uh were you in ny when 9-11 happened yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. tell me about that bro um uh i'm i woke up to some phone calls and people's like, yo, look at the TV, man. You, you see this going on? What part of on town TV. were you in? Um, Long Island. He was in Long Island. Right? I was in Hempstead. Mm -hmm. And I woke up, looked at the TV. I was like, oh, sh yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. He just went back to sleep, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I, you know, a plane crashed into the building. Like, you know, shit happens. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, by the time you wake up, it's like a second bit. Like, you know, it was like a dream, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. That's wild, man. I was in Virginia. Both my parents work at the Pentagon. Oh, wow. Oh, for real? Yeah. Thank God they were both out of country at the time, but they had to come right back. Both military. I grew up in a military family. Wow. Yeah. So, it's a crazy day. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy Did day. Did it change your life, the whole pace of your life after, or what? Like I mean, you know, you, you try to keep a broad idea of the world and try not to get so many opinions too quickly on events and just kind of, you know deal with moving forward and stuff like that i i don't think that i mean it's been how many years now 12 yeah yeah you know it's still affecting everybody oh yeah you know but rock already brought his first person over the label 
AG the corner. Okay. You I like how you segued out of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try to get something happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. So, yeah. Well, who, who'd you bring to it? AG the coroner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's dope. Y'all gonna, you know, y'all probably already heard him. He's on, oh, yeah. um, Russian Roulette. He's on uh, Russian Roulette. He's also on, um, Red Chandeliers. Okay. Um, he was on the Horsepower record we dropped with Eddie B and Harry yeah. Fraud. Yeah, he do what he do. Look shout, him up. shout out also to Curly Castro, who oh. is also on Men by Stella. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. shout out to Curly. Yeah, we we share we share we share time. We I think we we play some shows. And you did we, play a show. We I think, uh, I think I put it on. Yeah, that too. And I think you know we travel together a little bit. He's a good dude. Oh, fantastic dude. Yeah. He came down. We did a showcase at South by Southwest. Rock mm-hmm. headline. Curly performed. Yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic live show, man. I went to the album release party in Philly. We made a bunch of cassettes. Yeah, hand him out. It was nice. Yeah. Sets are popping, bro. Mm-hmm. I, we got an artist. Uh, we gonna have him on here soon. This kid Milo, and we only make our cassettes by a hundred or two hundred at a time, but like they go like that, mm. like like dope, like it's just crazy. We're yeah. about to do a cassette Everybody thing for the, the first single. Old cars too out here too. The old cars is what it is. The way he explained it to me is that kids right now are getting their parents' old cars, yeah. and they have a tape player in it. Mm. That's that's it's as simple as that. Mm. I know kids that are putting tape players in their cars. Oh, for real? Yeah, so they're starting to do it back on the East Coast. Yeah, they're just you know strictly cassette. It's like a whole movement. Tape culture, analog. Yeah, well, I feel if you're like, I mean, uh, that was what I grew up listening to because mm. it was it was an interesting time because they didn't even have CDs for it's most. Warm, like, man. They wouldn't, yeah, very warm. Yeah, they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't put out like most. Like there was that bias against rap at the time. Like you wouldn't get your CD pressed. Mm, that's true. Like because I mean, I would go to the store to buy stuff, mm-hmm. and like they'd be like, "All right, we only have that on cassette." Well, tape. you know, Walmart and the major brands are still against it. They yeah. want to kind of you know portion feed you what they want, yeah. and what they want right now is country western. Mm. So that's yeah, what they, they're going to push. Still buy, they still buy CDs. It's the easiest agenda to push, man. Drink beer, buy pickups, be a good American. Red solo cups. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't think they sell that agen- agenda. I think people genuinely like country music. You know, you've been around the country, right? <laughs> yeah, I've lived in Alabama, man. It's, yeah, an, identi- in military it's an identification family. thing. But it's easy for somebody to identify to something if it's yeah. being spoon-fed to you. I just think country music sometimes is good. There's this song called 12 Shots of Jose Cuervo, and it's like, I felt I've been there, bro. Like, I mean, that, I think it captures. That's, that's a bad place when you've had 12 Shots of Jose Cuervo. I, I think country music captures. I mean, it is, it's, one, it's one of those musics that I feel. If it's Johnny like, Cash, it's about I agree the human with you, experience Jim. mostly. It's like love. But you like know, Taylor Swift, like though. Blues, that's man. just all love songs, though, dude. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. There's a lot more in this world than just, just that. But, you know, I guess you got to have a balance for everything. Yeah, you know, but whatever. I heard she's flipping houses really lovely though. She's doing good in Taylor the real Swift estate is. game. Yeah. She's smart. She's very she's smart. Very smart. She, I think she's a good songwriter. I mean, I would never listen to her music because it's just yeah. not for me, and I'm not really into it. But, but if I she do didn't, think she's a good if she was an indie artist, never happened, dog. She had to have a machine behind her. You don't think so? I think uh, she'd be uh, like one of those. A you know, pretty those... girl with songs about her ex boyfriend. Oh. We haven't seen that shit happen in the indie world over and over and over. That shit didn't happen with Adele or fucking Lana Del Rey. Come on, bro. I'm sorry. That's, come on! I struck a nerve, man. <laughs> I, I got, <laughs> How dare you say yeah. anything about Taylor? I know. I got, I, it's just that, we're the Kanye dog. way. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I just got daughters, so like Kanye. you know, I, I have, mean, I have not, to yeah. brain, I have to like understand why people like. I a lot once, of shit, I once you know? was interviewed for a documentary on Taylor Swift, and I had never listened to her music. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was getting paid for it, honestly. Yeah. Like it was like a bullshit documentary, and they're like, "We'll pay you five hundred bucks." I was like, "Fuck it," mm-hmm. and uh, I call myself a sellout on the air. But yeah, so I, I went and listened to her music, and I was like, not for me, but I was impressed. 
Yeah, it's easy, it's easy as an adult male with no children to say that that shit that like everything like that is shit. I, that's what I understand, you know. Uh, so I mean, but yeah, there's but, there's room in the world for everything. There was PM Dawn. You guys remember PM Dawn? I I, I own some singles. There you PM go. Dawn. Some ten years old. There's, there's room in the world. The for boomerang everything, soundtrack. Though. I'll die without yeah, you. I remember that. Yeah. Yo, I ran I was, into him at the airport actually. Jonathan Witherspoon. Man. Oh really? Started doing coordinate to him. Yeah, I like that they had a song called. They had a song called uh, Wicked, or was it plastic? was Plastic Ice Cube at Wicked. They had a song called Plastic, and they were. Uh, it was just funny how <laughs> Ice like, Cube's Wicked. Yeah, Ice Cube Wicked and PM Dawn Plastic are getting confused Love it in Death my head. Did it. I saw the weed. You ever listen to pop music rock? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What yeah. kind of stuff? Um, whatever be on the radio. You know what I'm saying? I listen to the radio too. Yeah. I don't necessarily know all their names, but you know all that stuff they play on the radio. I check it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What I think one of the things I like most about your catalog is you, I, and maybe this is the fact that you had kind of been doing it for a while before you kind of came back to attention with Marsburg, Markberg, <laughs> but um, you, you're very, you knew who you were as an artist. Like, there's never, like, there's like a confidence there. Like, a, you never tried to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. every, de- every decision feels, uh, the writing is, is, you know, meticulous mm-hmm. and it's sort of not to try to, like, you know mm-hmm. but I mean do you feel like that like the fact that you were kind of a veteran kind of when mm-hmm. people started to hear about you again mm-hmm. like really helped you out in that regard um I, I don't know if it helped me out you know what I'm saying I think if if anything it just helped me out with experience I know what I wanted to do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you know a lot of artists till you find your voice and what you want to do you, you're just trying things you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I knew what I wanted to do and I knew my strengths, yeah. so I, I stuck with that. Was there ever a time in your career when you were kind of trying to make more like, you know, like top 40 records or anything like that? Or like, did you ever have that period, like even a few weeks? Mm-mm. Not, even, <laughs> not even a day. <laughs> like, not for one second. Nah, yeah. No. Yeah. I always, you know, felt like, you know, when I stop having fun making music, I'll leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do music because it keeps, you know what I'm saying? It keeps me young. You know what I'm saying? So once I'm not enjoying myself I might as well go get a job you know what I'm saying uh, like a, a real job somewhere where I punch the clock and come in and, and, and I, also I, I, I take orders because if I'm going to the studio making songs I don't want to make I'm taking orders mm-hmm. you know you, what I'm saying if you hadn't made music what do you think you would have uh, done like if you had to get a, like a job um, I probably I don't know man as far as like a job tip I don't like, you know, I, I'm more of an owner, you know what I'm saying? So, and I am doing more than music now, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm an owner true. of a label. Mm-hmm. But, um, and a studio. Yeah, and a studio. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm more of like an owner, man. I could see me owning like a chain of Real estate, sneaker man. stores and stuff like that. Flipping yeah, houses. flipping houses. You know, I'm more of a work for myself type dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe, you know. Maybe a little pimping mix that in there. What's <laughs> uh, with the way? Yeah, this second, second time pimping's been mix brought up. Yeah, you guys should have this conversation. Mix he always in. tells me he like, he'll be like, "I just understand." How he's like, "How?" I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> nah, I, just, I don't even know." I'm like, "It's over my head." <laughs> nah, I just, hey, like I had this, I had a long it's time entrepreneurship, of, man. That's all, you know. Long time, but I mean, I'm, I'm anti that shit, you know. Not, not anti, but like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not. That's some shit. I'm not, I'm not like trying to do. Like, uh-huh. you know, no judgment on any, yeah. anybody. Everybody has their walk of life. But a long time ago, I had this uh, girl, and she told me this crazy thing. And she was like, "Dude, I would do anything for you." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Anything? I would do anything for you." anything and you know I, I went and just told my homies like you know like you know you what it was think, you didn't it, think to tell her give me some fucking money no nah, no nah, but so but <laughs> my homie was like well you know that's like that's 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 she was telling you that and uh, i was just like mm. oh i was i was young though you know, you know what i'm saying <laughs> no nah, i didn't think like that bro yeah. Yeah. 
How much money you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. You know who was a pimp? She, she made a great pie, apple Charles pie, Charles Manson. Though. Charles Manson was a pimp? He was a yeah, pimp he was, before he, he ever started No, he was pimping them out because the girls at the Spawn Ranch. Early on. The Spawn Ranch. That's how they got, it was in Chatsworth, and that's how they got They got it for free. He started in Chicago oh, really? before he even came that. to L.A. I read his biography, man. It's like Whitesburg Slim right there. No, in Chatsworth. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they was up in Chatsworth, which is a weird place. I don't know. That's, you, where, all, that's where all the, 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 the young porn was like. Yeah, that's where porn is. But if you go to Chatsworth, it has a weird vibe too because the wind is always, it's like really windy. It's always really extreme temperatures because it's yeah. right by the mountains. And they had this this ranch called the Spawn Ranch and mm. it was owned by like an old dude who I think, I think I don't know if he was like an old movie star or whatever. He was like in the 70s. And he basically would, mm. they got the place for free because mm. Charles Manson would get the girls. Like he had these young girls on the commune and they would go fuck the old guy. And, if Brian Wilson would have just Damn. let him cut that record, dog. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, like there was a story too about where, like, you know, what would have Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they called him the Wizard. Like he was like all around. He was giving like, him acid, Neil Young knew him. Acid yeah. and stuff, man. Yeah. Neil Young was like a big fan. Oh it was yeah, crazy. of his music or just him as oh, a his dude. Music, music, they thought he man. was a really interesting person because it is that same kind of. When you're that charismatic, I feel like he he's he had a weird life, man. He was molested as a young kid in prison. He was in prison his whole life, man. Oh, yeah? He's a product of the system. Yeah, yeah. nasty. Yes, yeah, that's, that's another. That's a, that's another America story. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. America, you know, America makes monsters for sure. For sure. Mm. What's up? What, uh, what do you want to get into? Want to play some more music or what? Yeah. Well, let's uh, play some. You play some of his music. Let's play some. Yeah. What do you? Uh, any? What? You have any? You know how many songs in your iPod? You want to? I want to hear some I'm, random. I'm guess. I want to hear some. Show, I want to hear some random though, cuts you know from Man's, Man Man Bites we Dog because we're gonna play some of his shit. But I want to hear. I want to hear. He goes uh, with this. This Diggers with Attitude album. Rock is on it several times. There's one track we shot the video last year. Mm-hmm. It's Al Rock Evidence and uh, Apathy. Push fives and better cut pies like sellers. Tough nines and side levers with side betters. Grind for letters, fuck trying to drive lemons. Keep at least five in the denim, it's a musto. Just know my G, I'm going for the gusto. Yeah, I'm going for the gusto. Just know my G, I'm going for the gusto. Yo, I scribe fly sentences and mind my businesses. Picture it, I'm twisting up sticks like black licorice for cremation. Brick layer, lay the foundation. Cut without paste and chef without the apron. Rappers come out their face, we about face them. Cold case, don't need a blood, how to trace them. Push them off the planet, out of space them. Yeah, show you how to lace them up real loose, like Timberland boots. Show head bigger than that man from Syracuse. Verbal abuse, I'm on the loose. Bring all the troops, drink all the juice. Burn a bumble clock, drumstick. Fuck a turncoat, the jump ship. I'm a legendary rapper, thunderclapper, drumsmith. It's what I do, rebel chemist, fresher than a better lettuce. Paper chasing, go where the bread is. Never take a shit where my head is. For trust, oh, I'm criminal Spray my name on the wall with the rust, oh I'm out for the motherfucking Fly to never, fry vanilla Push fives and better cut pies like sellers Tuck nines and side levels with side betters Grind for letters, fuck trying to drive lemons Keep at least five in the denim, it's a musto Just know my G, I'm going for the gusto yeah, I'm going for the gusto Just know my G, I'm going for I'm the gusto I'm a standout kid, I ain't scared to blow but won't go pop And I don't sing to rhythms, I just stand on top Yeah, work ethic up right, we're back So what's uh, what's next for you, Rock? Um, I'm going to go cool When's that come out? September 24th no, 24th? Yep, 24th. week after uh, Homeboy Drake 
what can people no, expect? No, wait, Drake's record is coming out the, t- the 17th, yeah. right? And yep. it's you the 24th. How do you feel yep. about that? How do you feel like the major the major releases mm-hmm. influence or impact the indie releases? Do you think that it helps or hinders or what? I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know. What do you mean? You're a businessman. Really you know, you know. <laughs> I don't know how it affects. I don't know how it affects my situation. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. compare my. I can't compare the numbers I'm gonna do to Drake's. Nah, not the numbers. You know what I'm but saying? Like you know, with the general effect on people. You, I mean. I, I feel like a lot of like mainstream records when the mainstream record pops, people mm-hmm. that don't like that, you're like, man, I just need some something else to fuck with, mm-hmm. you know? Because all I hear is this Drake shit. Like, you think it, it's it, it's a good effect or a negative effect on on <laughs> your shit? Like, it's, it should be a good it should be a good effect. You know what I'm saying? I think if 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 Drake is out, so you know people are gonna be listening to music, and my music will be out at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they'd be like, what's this sitting next to Drake shit? Yeah, you know, it's there's my a reason shit. they pick September. You know so, you know, yeah. it's like one thing. of the best months of the year to release a record. So, oh really? Yeah, you got kids going back to school. They're not broke yet. You know, yeah. October, yeah, November is starting money. to get kind of. Yeah, I mean financial aid, but you know they worked on the summer. They yeah. had a summer job. They're back in school. Not too many parties yet. Not too many girlfriends. And his music, anyways, <laughs> uh, it's good for the winter. It's just cold. Yeah. Yeah, although I thought Reloaded was a little bit warmer than in Marsburg, mm-hmm. but still cold it's mm-hmm. still the best the best winter album like playing snow mm-hmm. in the winter in new york city mm-hmm. like you know you just want to just start beat people starting beating up random people <laughs> robbing them i think you just want to do that i would lose yeah i, I would think lose, you want to beat up random people i know man somebody i know it's true don't some artist is going to challenge you one day you're going to crush them man i don't know <laughs> we'll see I, i'm retired from fighting too old yeah, <laughs> Once you're in your 30s, man, you're like, eh. You get a taser. Got shit to lose. When you taser <laughs> it's people. not worth it anymore. When you're in your 20s, you're your teenagers, you're just stupid. Mm. Just fight. I don't know. Pepper you ever, you ever in a lot of fights when you were growing up? Um, yeah, my shit. Yeah. I had my shit. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Where I was from, you had to fight. Yeah. Yeah. You ever play sport? You ever you play yeah, hoops? Just play ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, just play ball every day. Who's won the championship? That was my first right, let's thing. go on the. Let's go. We'll go on a. We'll go out on a basketball note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we started on that. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen next year? What, what, what should people look for? Oh, I mean, the Heat. The Heat yeah. going to have a dynasty. Yeah, man. It is it what it is. I, I was you saying that so? when the trade went down. Yeah. Homeboys. I mean, what's, what's been Three going on since since Wade's LeBron got back. there? They, yeah, they lost Wade one, yeah. which is understandable. You lose the first then one. They had to get control of that machine. Yeah. They made it all the way to the finals on their first mm-hmm. year together. No, that's a big feat. What do you, you think about the, what do you think about the Rockets getting Dwight Howard? What do you think about Dwight? What do you think about Dwight Howard? Um, I'm not really like I'm not really a big D Howard fan, but I respect him and I yeah. know um, you know what he used to do in Orlando. I just don't feel like we've seen him healthy yet since yeah. the injury. I don't think we've really seen him fully healthy. Yeah, I'm, so, a, I'm a Lakers fan, but I probably would. But Harden is the dude. Harden is dope. You know, Harden's gonna get him a lot of like when he gets healthy. Man, that's gonna be scary, man. With Harden and all that game he got, and, and he can pass the ball, it's gonna yeah. be something, man. It's gonna be something. If you to watch. were, uh, if you were an NBA player, who do you think you'd be? It could be. Mm. It doesn't have to be like current. John Stark. Nah, that, I wouldn't be better John, than John Starks. Stark. Hell no. He would I never would, have I a one hit for them sh- I'd have hit, <laughs> <He'd never> have <laughs> I'd have hit them shots for the ring. If I was John Starks, I'd have hit them shots. He went for like one for, one for fifteen, 15 or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Mm. That ain't rock. Said he had a migraine. Um, if I if I game, what, what, if I was in the NBA, who would I be? Shit, I, should I be like 
Hmm. I don't know. Probably like AI. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a little dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's kind of quick. George That's time. probably been my kind of game. Yeah. He's a legend. Um, as, as a true LA dude, I have to say this about Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was holding this in. I was having thinking about being hella political and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he seems like in his personal life, he can't make up his mind, bro. You know, he's got a lot of baby mamas with a lot, a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of strippers, a lot of commitment <laughs> issues, and you know, he stayed in a hotel you know, the whole time he was out here, right? Exactly. You know, he, yeah, he ain't yeah, about he, he, in, he ain't about that settle down and commit. No. Nigga, let him go, bro. Like that's all good. Goodbye. It's fun. Mm. I don't think that. I mean, but, you know, yeah, you don't yeah. let a you don't let a uh, Hall of Famer go. But I don't know. If, you Didn't know. you guys just get Jordan Farmar back? <laughs> Yeah, is that a big thing? Is that a big thing? Are you a big Jordan Farmar fan? No, no. I'm not a Lakers fan. Yeah. You're not a Lakers fan? No, man. I'm a so, so you're a, you, you can't so, be a Lakers fan if you're not from LA. So, it's hard. Yeah. So are you are you an anti Lakers fan? I'm not an anti Lakers. Are you one of those like you like fuck the Lakers dudes? No, are you one of those guys? Because no, it's all right if you're one of those guys. I'm, no, not I'm, a, I'm a Celtics fan. Uh, okay, but I'm not. I'm not so passionate. I'm a I'm a Washington Redskins fan. So that's the uh, only thing I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Are you a Wizards fan? Uh, I tried to be. I tried really hard, man. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I had tickets. Shout I out went. to Tom Gugliotta. <laughs> um, so really tried. difficult, bro. Gugliotta, he's from Long Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went, yeah. yeah uh, sure. Gilbert Arenas, man. I had I had tickets that year. The Gilbert pulled the gun stunt. Yeah, what, what, did, what did he pull it? Pull the uh, strap he's out because he's from of LA. He's uh, he had he had he lost some money to. We got some thugs on the Wizards, Jake. He ain't even no thug. There was man. there was no no. He's not. But yeah. there was another dude on the team who was a thug. <laughs> Gilbert had owed him some bread or something. That's and why he had said that gun. He was, he was yeah. beefing with a real thug. Yeah, go <laughs> kill me if some I had a D-league thug who was on the team and shit. Yeah, bombs. Yeah. Gilbert. Dude, that is man, that's like some degenerate like Bro, it went attendance dropped off, sir. Yeah. They traded the whole team that season, man. I was calling up my ticket guy like, yo, I want a refund, G. What is yeah. this? Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's sad. <laughs> Alright, yo, any la- any last words? Um, just Marcy Bo Coops coming September twenty fourth. Yep. And um you know, cop everything we put out at Man Bites Dog Records. Um, you know, shout out to all the homies. Shout out to the Arch Druids. I got my man Rogue with me. You know, Anna Moss in the building. Um, yes, yeah, that's about it, man. Cop, you know, Marcy Bo Coops getting ready to come. Reloaded's in stores. Mossberg's in stores. Those are two classics. Gr- Greenberg. Get them. Greenberg's in stores. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you find you in or you out, buy that too. And there's a gentleman's kit coming. Yeah, That's gentlemen's we'll kit, yeah, kit coming also with the album, man. For all the all the real players, man, you're gonna get everything you need in that, man. You got your money <laughs> yeah. clip, you know what I'm saying? All your little things. Little tree bag. Oh, yeah. the merchandise and sound. Wait, sorry. Yeah. So they got. A, I got a frisbee and a, and a, and a freaking mm-hmm. and a, a beach ball. So you got some more like a big, big merch thing. Just tell me. Just we grew up on space balls, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know we're gonna be selling we products, man. You know, it's definitely more than the music. You know. Mm-hmm. Velvet tuxedos, oh. but, it's, but the music is everything that it, it brings all opportunities. Yeah, right, cool for sure. All right, shots fired. You know yeah. this. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom.com. <laughs> The wolf dead.